Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is. You get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Edwards. Yes. This is very weird. Yeah, no, no, I would know what to do with it there. It's brood brood uh, doesn't really work. I gotta be honest. No, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Doesn't. doesn't so. Well, if you are in Edwards, or if you're anywhere else in our great state, not named Startville Tupelo, and you want Strange Brew Coffee every morning, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Order it for shipping, and you can be enjoying it'll. It'll be just like your college days. You can just be right transported back. It's like a time machine with each sip. Of delicious strange brew coffee. Whatever kind of coffee you've got on machine you've got on the counter, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Looking for, you know, new polos, new pullovers, t-shirts, hats, stuff for the car, stuff for the house, stuff for the tailgate. They got it all. It's all right there. And it's very convenient to shop. They got two locations in the Jackson area, original by Fleet Feet, Floyd by the Half Shell, or you can shop online and find everything you're looking for at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. And, of course, when we're talking about Restaurant Tyler, we're talking about the best blue plate lunch in town. We're talking about the best white tablecloth dining at dinner in town. We're talking about the best brunch in town. That's three of the best things in under one roof, and you just can't go wrong with that. I think Robbie and I will probably be making an appearance at Restaurant Tyler uh, in the coming days if I had to just make – if I had to stake a guess on it. We shall be doing that. So – Hope to see you guys there. Anytime you're in Starkville, you know you've got to make a trip to Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, Central Mississippi's Bank of the People. That is where you need to head if you want to deal with people that you can know and trust. 16 locations throughout Central Mississippi, and each location makes its own decisions about your loan. So if you're looking for a small business loan, a a home loan, a personal loan, Priority One Bank, the people you have a relationship with that you talk to every time you're in there depositing your check or or just dealing with, with any kind of issues, they've got you covered. You don't have to worry about them going above and beyond to somebody that you don't know to handle that decision for you. 16 locations throughout central Mississippi. And, of course, you can always bank online at, with their Priority One Bank app and check them out online at PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Pretty damn good weekend for Mississippi State. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Pretty good weekend. Yeah. Start, started off kind of crummy. But, it, it, it started uh, out like it was going to be a problem, like there were going to be some issues. But it turned out okay. You know, sometimes you got to be a little patient. 
<clears throat> this is two weeks in a row that that you just you you've been right on the cusp mm-hmm. of of just delivering scorched earth. Of just off the comments. top rope, Macho Man Savage style with the elbow. <laughs> but it's every time I get distracted. So that's good though. It's good. Let's start with basketball. Men's basketball getting the job done. 69-62. Shout out to Richard Cross. I don't know if you heard the end of his uh, commentary on Saturday, but the last thing he said as he's signing off. 69-62, a nice win for the Bulldogs. So he 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 got it in there. He did it. Good on Richard. Good, Good on Richard. Um, State dominated this basketball game. Uh, led the majority of the game. Um, fell behind in the second half. And then Robbie did something that in all my years of covering and then all my years of watching college basketball, I have literally never seen. Texas A&M hits a three-pointer with 14.09 to go to go up 44-35. Jans calls a timeout. State has the lead back at at the 10.5-minute mark at 47-46. Texas A&M made one field goal the remainder of the game. And that field goal came on a, they caught an air ball under the rim and laid it in for two points. That is the only made shot that Texas A&M made in the final 14.09 of the game. They made plenty of free throws. And that's what kept it close. They got into the bonus pretty early and were able to make their free throws. Robbie, State's defense has been good all year. And that's what's carried this team to this point. And it's been what's, you know, sort of defined them. But they went to another level on Saturday, I've never heard of a team going that long with only one made shot. Well, and it was the response. I mean, we've talked about this team's this team's like resolve for several weeks now, and it's really been at, during this stretch where they've been winning ball games. They don't get rattled. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen Mississippi State teams before that the start that A and M had out of the locker room was very concerning, mm-hmm. and they hit. Uh, didn't they hit like four out of five threes or something? Like they, they started out quickly. hot. Yeah, yeah. I think they might have been four out of five. I, mean, you're, I think you're and, four or five or three or five, but you're you're close to correct. I know. And they didn't hit another one after that. Mm-hmm. And you know, you had like Anderson Garcia was just having a heck of a game. Came out was just killing State, and State was really kind of dying on the vine there early in the second half. I mean, that went from I thought State, quite frankly dominated the first half mm-hmm. and it was a close ball game. It was like a two point game or something. They went up by nine maybe in the first half. And A yeah. and M just kind of stuck around, stuck around, and well, you're kind of concerned. So what it was sort of what you were talking about. State started off eight of ten from the field. Yeah. And then after that, and I tweeted about it and that was the kiss of death, they missed they missed 14 of their next 17 shots. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't hit three pointers. They really struggled from from deep. Yeah, for big time. Um, and we 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 talked about you know what's Mississippi State going to do in the post because you knew that A and M was going to make things difficult inside the paint for Mississippi State, and it was going to have to be hitting three pointers or getting to the free throw line, hitting big shots from the line. I thought Tolu Smith fought through, um, you know, some frustrations from A and M in the post. He had seventeen points in the game, six rebounds. Shaquille Moore, again, I mean, if he's scoring 10 to 15 points, you're feeling good. 
And that's what he did. I mean, he, he fouled out of the ball game. He was in foul trouble, but scored 14 points in the game. Yeah. He was kind of a. He a was spark the spark for early in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And hit a, he got a big time layup in the, late in the ball game to kind of keep Mississippi State's head above water. Mm. But Cam Matthews down the stretch, seven and nine from the free throw line. I mean, you cannot say enough about this guy. 20 of 30 for the team from the line. They hit some big shots because AM just kept sending him to the line. Mm-hmm. Hit some big time shots in, in the second half. But going down by nine points, Chris Jans calls a timeout. I was listening to, to some of the second half on the radio before I was able to get there and watch the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like nothing was going right for Mississippi State in those first five minutes. Right. But they come out of that timeout, they get a score, they get a stop, they get another score. And it was like game on from there. And yeah. State held the momentum the rest of the way. I mean, yeah. even being down that ball game by seven points after that first score right after the break, State just felt like they had command. And the rest of the ball game, it felt like A&M was fighting an uphill battle. The crowd was in it. Uh, you were getting some big defensive plays leading to breakaway dunks on the other end. And the the breakaway slam from DJ Jeffries, that might have been the loudest that the hump has been in a long time. It was loud. Um it felt alive. It felt it felt like the old hump. Mm-hmm. And that the game, I mean, you and I discussed coming in that ball game, we weren't really sure what the crowd was gonna look like. Mm-hmm. You know, the ticketmaster and all that, like it didn't look good. There was a ton of tickets for sale. Pre-game, 15 minutes to, to the tip, and right around tip time, the crowd looked bad. Yeah. And it ended up being a 9,000 um, – a good crowd. Good a, crowd. A crowd of 9,000 people. I came in there with the last five minutes, and it was lively. It was full. It was fun. And and Mississippi State had to have this ball game. You People talk about – you know, after that Kentucky game, people talk about, you know, having these big games and Mississippi State never following through. This is one of those games. This was this was a Kentucky game for Mississippi State. This is one of those games you had to win. Big time ball game, big time atmosphere. Mississippi State went out and won it. And that that was the biggest takeaway from the ball game. State shot three of twenty one from behind the arc on uh Yeah, one good on Saturday. Two of those makes from Shaq Moore, one by Eric Reed, who was one of four. DJ Jeffries 0 for five. Deshaun Davis 0 for four from back there. From inside the arc, Robbie, they would have been 20 of 31, 66%. They got to find a way to just get more shots inside the arc. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I, and Richard had a stat that I was not aware of. Do you, do you know where this team ranks in terms of nationally, in terms of three-point percentage? Uh, it's got to be really bad. Just throw a number out. Tell me what you um, 258. They're 348. That was going into Saturday, so it may have dropped. Do you know? And, and, their, and their quality, and their you know, quality shot is like at the top of the yeah. list. Do you know how many teams play D one basketball? Three hundred fifty something. Three sixty three. Yikes! So towards the bottom, and yet, despite that, they are now on the precipice of all but being assured a bid to the NCAA tournament. The net mm-hmm. is up to 40. The Ken Palm rating is 40. Uh, State will be favored in each of its last two games. I think, I could be wrong, I think they've done enough that they now have four quad one and four quad two wins. So they're eight, they're eight and nine quad one, quad two. 
I think they could lose to Vanderbilt and be okay. If they lose to Vanderbilt, I think if that's it, I, I think you're okay. in. But if they win the last two, they're in. No questions asked. Twenty-one and ten, nine and nine. You're going to be in. It's simple as that. Now, South Carolina would be a disaster. You cannot, cannot yeah, can't lose, lose that game. Uh, South Carolina remains a quad four game, uh, even playing it at home. Quad South Carolina currently. Let me see if I can find them here. Uh, there's North Carolina. Got to go all the way down here to 239 to find South Carolina. Yep. Can't Can't lose lose that game. But as long as you beat them, you can maybe lose to Vanderbilt. But if you win the last two, you're going to the NCAA tournament. And quite honestly, Robbie, I I, I appreciate the coaching job on the court that Nate Oates has done. I don't appreciate the way he runs his team. But to me, Chris Jans should be an absolute shoe-in for the the, uh, coach of the year in the SEC. Should it be an app? It should not even be a close vote over Oates. Well, you go back to the you know we're we're Mississippi State guys, we and we were excited about Mississippi State hiring Chris Jans. Mm-hmm. And well, in a couple we of years still, it was going to really make a difference, you know. Yeah, and we still said you know expectations should be low for this season. This roster is not ready. Got to give Chris Jans time. If they can make the NIT, that'd be great <laughs> yeah. for them to be on the right side of the bubble right now. And also, let's not forget that this team was one in seven in SEC play. Mm-hmm. They were one in seven. They have a chance to finish five hundred in the league and lose only two more games since starting one 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 for seven. We we did a pod. Just, I know. I know we did a pod where we talked about this. Where after the TCU game, Ken Palm released its ratings where they predict the rest of the season out right, and they had State going seven and two in the final nine. And we were all like, well, if they do that, they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. That is what State is on the precipice of having happen. They will be favored in the last two games. They they could go from, like you said, they lost seven of eight to they're going to win seven of nine to finish, or seven, I'm sorry, win eight of ten to finish the season going back to the TCU game. That's an incredible yeah, really remarkable. turnaround. And especially when we think about Mississippi State under Ben Howland, when those teams would go into a slump, they would just fall down. And then it would just be over. That team losing six, seven of eight would have probably at this point lost like 13 of 15. Yeah. Instead, well, they turned it around. It's just the mark of great coaching. It, a great coach makes this team better as the year goes on. Yeah. And it, this was kind of a, this was a little bit of a strange season. I mean, state has a great start to non conference play. You lose one non conference game, and everybody's mm-hmm. thinking, gosh, Which this is- team's. Which is a good, I mean, a decent loss, by the way. Drake, is yeah, to Drake, seventy on a neutral site. So yeah, yeah. And then you hit this big wall, um, and and quite frankly, there was only one game in there that you didn't have a chance in, and that was Tennessee on the road. Right. That's the only and game really, played bad all year. The the whole year. I mean, Georgia game was not good, but you still had a chance in mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. So it's been remarkable for Mississippi State. I mean, this this is a team that has had to find itself. And has now found its identity and is finding ways to win. I mean, they they won another game with sixty, with in the sixties, mm-hmm. which is just I mean, it, it tells you how amazing this defense is to score in the sixties every single time you win, and and you've won six out of seven or six out of eight or whatever it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if State can close this out here, which we said a few weeks ago, I was very adamant. Eight wins and the SEC gets them in. Mm-hmm. Then I move away from it because the bubble 
looked like it was going to be kind of tough for State to get in. But now the bubble is so soft, mm-hmm. I feel like State is safe with a win against South Carolina. I feel like 8 and 10 gets you there. But you know what? Just go ahead and win them both. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. 21 and 10, 9 and 9 in the SEC with a, a net that's probably going to be getting close to getting inside the, the top 40. Mm-hmm. You got a good shot of getting inside the top 40. You had a great oh, non conference. If they win both, they'll be, they're 40 now. So well, they'll, I mean, they'll move into they'll move into they'll top be 36, 35. And somebody uh, there was a poster on six pack who did the research. I think it was six one five dog. So shout out to him. Thirty eight is the highest or the lowest, however you want to look at it, lowest our our net ranking to never have gotten in. And that was a And M last year. That that was despicable. So if you're thirty seven, you should be in. And state is if state wins two more games, they will be around that. Yeah. The, the the great thing for me is State has beaten two teams that I thought was pl- were playing their best basketball when they played them in two tough games and games they needed to get Arkansas and um, A&M. Mm-hmm. A&M's been playing really well. Arkansas was playing really well, and they had they, – you know, they took Alabama to the wire on Saturday too. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that's playing – you know, teams that are playing great ba- basketball. Going to Missouri and having a chance. Kentucky is playing its best basketball of the year. Had a chance in that one. Those are your two losses. So get these two wins right here, and then you're starting to play for seeding. Then you're starting to move into territory where you want to be. Now, you don't want to be the eight or the nine. Right. But um, Much rather you know, be you a, start, a, a 10 or an 11. But yeah. You'd rather be a 10 than an eight or nine. But yeah. – um, at the same time, you know, it just it feels good to be moving up the pecking order. And this is a dangerous team in a tournament setting, by the way. Especially the um, second game. Like, the first yeah. game kind of is what it is, right? You're the lower seed or whatever. A two seed or a three seed does not want to play Mississippi State because that is just not the kind of game you, you want to be involved in. And speaking of that, Robbie, uh, our friend Theo DeRosa just tweeted a bracket from the Field of 68 crew. They still have State in the play-in game, which I think State is out of that as of now. I think right now State would be in. But it's against Wisconsin. Oh. You talk about a rock fight. That might finish like 51 to 47, something like that. That would be one of the ugliest damn games of basketball you ever saw in your life. State is a nightmare team to face in the NCAA tournament. but I think SEC tournament is going to be even tougher to face them. Imagine you're you're kind of tired after two or three games in the tournament, and you got a team that plays defense like that. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, th- this is a team that can cause some issues. They can cause really some major issues to the tournament. For that, either let me let me let's do that right this second. Let's bring up the SEC standings in uh in basketball. So as it sits right now, State is currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're ter- they're currently ninth in the standings. Uh, they would have the tiebreaker over Arkansas if they finish tied. Arkansas is a game ahead. Vanderbilt is two games ahead, which is crazy. Um, State obviously still has to play them. Uh, the only other team you would be concerned about is Florida. Florida, who would have the tiebreaker over Mississippi State. Uh, it looks like State is safe from playing in the on two, on uh, Wednesday at this point. That looks like it'll be State's a, a game up on Georgia. Although again, Georgia does have the tiebreaker with Mississippi State. Um, but it looks like State's going to be 
safe to not have to play on Wednesday. So that's good news. They, as it stands right now, they would play the winner of if they're the nine seed. I think they would play the winner of the the thirteen fourteen game, which is South Carolina LSU. I think that's right. I I'm not the SEC tournament bracket is one that I don't know off the top of my head. I need to look at it, but. Ninth place right now in the SEC. Chance to, if they finish nine and nine and they can, uh, and Vanderbilt drops their last two, they would finish, they could finish as high as seventh, I think. They can't, they cannot finish above Auburn. Auburn would have a tiebreaker with them. Missouri, I'm not sure. Missouri's nine and seven. They would have to drop their last two. And then, of course, they split. So I don't know how that would work. Uh, then everybody else is kind of locked in. Uh, Alabama game two games up now on AM after their loss. So a Alabama win on Wednesday. I don't know or Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know who or when they play. Uh would clinch the SEC championship for them uh for the first time in, in quite a while, as, as I recall, for Alabama. So good for them. Um Putting Mark but, Godfrey time. I could I mean, did Avery Johnson he did he didn't win an SEC title? Sunday. I can't remember. I can't remember they've had some good teams in the last decade. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure, but I don't remember the last. I'm going to look it up. And it's probably like they won it last year or something. They might have won. Yeah, it. that. I know they did. They win. Oh yeah, they won it in 2021. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I was. I was about no, to say. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I, I I remember them winning, if nothing else, like the SEC tournament or something. Yeah. Prior to that, that makes it sense. had been a long time. 1987. So. Oh really? They never won it. Godfrey. 2002. Okay. They did win it. Yeah. Yeah. Erwin uh, Dudley was was there with that team. State beat them in the SEC tournament. No, that was the year before. No, State beat them in the SEC tournament. No, two. Are you saying? Are you saying o two o three or it's o two o three? I think. Okay, I think State State beat them and State won the SEC tournament. I'll be able to. I can tell you in a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I just need to look at the last time State won. So State they have it two thousand four. That was the o three o four season. Okay, so yes, that is the o one o two season. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a fun. Uh, I say all game that too. to say, uh, yeah, Antoine Petway was on that team, I think. Yeah. Erwin Dudley, Rod Grizzard, remember Rod Grizzard? Yeah, that that team. That was, that was team. some fun. That was some fun battles between State and Bama in the early two thousands. We say all that to say I don't know as much about Alabama basketball as maybe I, would, I should, but anyway. Well, neither do their fans. It's that's a true story right there. Uh, State also fortieth in the Kempom as well. So, like I said, they'll be favored in these final two games. Chance to finish twenty one and ten. And like I said, that would that would have them in the uh, the field of, not of sixty eight of sixty four. They would be in uh, with that one. So we'll see. We'll see where uh, where they end up. I'm interested to see. You know, if, when you get to selection Sunday, then where do they send Mississippi State? Uh, they send them across the country again. Of course, they were in San Jose in their last uh, tournament appearances. Or can they get get into a regional? Maybe be a little closer to home. I have to find out. I know that Bernie yeah, State, State might travel if it's if it's relatively close because the fact that this team if especially if it's in Birmingham if they somehow yeah. get that draw oh if they somehow got team, that that would be that would be a make a makeup call for two thousand and uh, and two when they had to play Texas and Dallas despite the fact they that were was ridiculous team, so. that was ridiculous see, see how it goes great win for the Bulldogs though absolutely huge win and uh, Chris Jans man that is a that is maybe the most impressive new coach in the SEC by far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. I mean, nobody else is even on his level. I mean, it makes you wonder. I mean, he took this team full of players he did not recruit and has done this much. What is he going to be like when he starts getting his guys in? 
That's something. He's a monster, man. He's a monster. Yeah. I love everything about the guy. I have no complaints about anything that he's done this year. Mm-hmm. He's going to win a lot of ball games at Mississippi State, and they're going to be competitive in the top half of the league, not where they are right now. They're they're only where they are right now because of the slow start. Um, this team's this team is top half of the league. The way that they're playing right now, mm-hmm. um, they are one of the top five to six teams in the league right now. Yeah. Um, and the, the, they might finish at a certain. They might finish, you know, well down the list, but that's only because of where, where they started. This is going to be a team that's going to be a problem, I think, in the SEC tournament, and I think they're going to be a problem in the NCAA tournament. I think it's a. I, I would not be shocked at all if this team made a little bit of a run. Yeah, I, but it's just the beginning. This, this to me could be his worst team. Could be. I mean, you never know. I mean, obviously, you might have a team where you, you lose a lot of guys down the road, but. This, it's just a good start. There's just no getting around that. It's a good start for Mississippi State. Uh, let's move on into the second half of the show, and that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner this weekend. Good weekend for grilling. It was nice outside. It was cloudy, but it was, you know, wasn't a lot of rain or anything like that. Hope you got to fire up the grill, and I hope you were able to put some beef on the grill. I know your family hopes that as well. Anytime you got a chance to cook out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Whatever you're looking for for recipes or anything like that, go to msbeef.org and check it out. They've got a ton of them there, plus a lot of other great information about our Mississippi beef providers. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I was correct in my assumptions. Uh, I drove past there twice this weekend, and both times it was it was packed. Um, and that's there's no there's no surprise in that. You know, and I ran into one of our listeners today, uh, Robbie, who said I I went to Two Brothers this weekend and ordered the prime rib sandwich on y'all's recommendation. And thank you for that because it was awesome. It's a good sandwich. It's good. How can it be bad? It's prime rib. It's outstanding. Next time, well, next time you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats, you tell them you want the prime rib sandwich. They need to call it the Thunder and Lightning prime rib sandwich. That's what needs to happen. There we go. I want that on the menu. I want that thing. You let's know. get let's get in touch with Barton. Let's get in touch with with Terry. Let's get in make touch it happen. with Lee Battle. We're gonna make it happen. So next time you're in Starkville, if you're not making a trip to Two Brothers, I don't know that you really came to Starkville. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every business provides it. 48 years of delivering goods to your door. That's what Advantage Business Systems brings to the table. They've got the receipts. They've been doing it this this whole time. 48 years. Long time. Long time. So when you need new technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you call them right back. And you talk to the same people who made you the sale. Do you have that relationship? That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. D- walking around uh, the hump this weekend, walking around Diddy Noble, I see a lot of y'all and some good-looking polos and some good-looking pullovers. I got to wonder, did you head to the Rogue for those? I think you did. I think a lot of you did because I'm seeing quality products and I'm seeing those great logos, the M over S, the walking bully, and of course the state script. State script is taking off. I, I, I'm starting to get it. It's. I'm starting to get a feeling, Robbie, that you and I have started. We, we're uh, taking credit. We're, we're taking, taking credit on credit. this. I'm, full I'm sorry. Credit. Yeah. It was not this hot until we started putting the we, pressure. We on. are going to stroke our own egos on this one because we deserve it. So, the funny thing is, 
the the people I see it wearing the most mm-hmm. are MSU, MSU people. people. Yeah, yeah, they know. They know. They cussed us behind the scenes. Everybody comes to the truth at some point. That's right. Everybody has to pay the piper. So head over to the Rogue. Get your own state script M over S pullover polo today. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. This weekend, I hope you're able to try a bagel at Dolce. They are open Friday and Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 8 a.m. for breakfast. Every week now, they've got the bagels in stock. And, of course, anytime you want a sweet treat or an awesome grilled cheese sandwich, head to Dolce. Any place it's offering. I mean, you got three different things here. If you want to grab a quick bite for breakfast, boom, they got you covered. If you want to grab a quick bite for lunch, also good there. And if you just need to stop in for a sweet treat, you know, you did something good and you deserve a little treat, give it to yourself. Head to Dolce at 509 University Drive, right next to Bluto's Greek Tavern, to satisfy your sweet tooth. Robbie, you really hit on it at the beginning of the show where I was talking about, where you were talking about, <coughs> excuse me, uh, ready, you know, ready to, to just drop bombs uh, for a second weekend in a row. Uh, Mississippi State on Friday, quite frankly, that was an embarrassing performance. Uh, Kate Smith and Casey Hunt do not, they did not at any point look like veteran guys uh, out there on the mound. Uh, State continued to have defensive issues. They couldn't come up with any hits, <clears throat> and they take a 13-4 to loss to open the series of the Arizona State Friday. And you're just thinking, okay, you know, they've they lost two, they split the midweek games with ULM. One of those was an embarrassing loss. This this is this is how this season's gonna go. And instead, you get two great starting pitching performances from Graham Eintema and Landon Gartman. You get good relief from guys like Evan Seary and uh and Nate Dom on on Saturday. You get good relief appearance. Uh, oh goodness, I can't remember the the, the guy. The, oh, uh, Tyler Davis on on Sunday. Will Gibbs. Will Gibbs looked good in the ninth. Colby Holcomb and gave up a home run, but he you know he he looked like he had some 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 he had some command. Through strikes. <clears> Through strikes. You get the timely hits, especially on Sunday where you just poured it on in a sixteen to three win, but. Even then, when you had the opportunities on on Saturday, you know not a lot of them, but you took advantage of them to win a five one win. And defensively, you were clean, no errors in the last two games. I'm not I'm not going to jump on any kind of they're back or it's going to be okay because there's still a long way to go. But it's encouraging to come back so strongly from that Friday game and almost look immaculate in the next two games. I thought that was impressive by Mississippi State. I think we saw the value of good starts and not just like good starts because the starting pitchers did give up a run in the first couple of innings mm-hmm. um, on Saturday and Sunday, but it wasn't it wasn't like what we saw on Friday when Cade Smith just kind of fell apart out there and you got down 5 nothing and you're all of a sudden you're you're having to to really dig down and try to find something. The offense needs to have a clean slate. They need to be down one nothing. It needs to be zero zero when they take take their first at bat. When you're when you're getting down early in ball games, you're putting your offense in a really tough spot. You're you're telling them that you got to come out there and start scoring a bunch of runs. And that's 
not that's never good. That's never good for an offense. And Mississippi State can't survive in the SEC if they have an offense that's constantly feeling like it has to score a lot of runs. Got to be laid back. You got to be feeling zero pressure out there, and that's what they felt. Quite frankly, on Saturday and Sunday, they were. I thought the approach was really good. They didn't come out and just um, set the world on fire offensively on Saturday, but they had that big inning where they took advantage of Arizona State. Now, Sunday, the offense was incredible. Looked I thought well, yeah. one through nine, I mean, everybody was swinging a, a, a good bat, hit several home runs in the game. I mean, it was it was just what the doctor ordered. But I thought the biggest thing, the state, state walked seven guys in the last two games, but they were scattered. There was a walk in, in the, you know, like this inning, and then two innings later they would walk a guy. It never, it never compounded. It never really hurt right. you. Well, they when you look twelve at- guys on Friday, I mean that that's terrible. Yeah, let's, there's, let's there's two, there, two yeah. of their three losses. They've walked 12, 12 guys. So Friday's game, twelve walks to eleven strikeouts. All of those are, um, yeah, all of the walks. No, I'm sorry, nine of the walks between Cade Smith. Casey Hunt. What I mean, just an absolute nightmare outing for those two. Four combined to four and a third innings pitch. They give up eight hits, thirteen runs, all earned, and walk nine. Uh, they threw a combined hundred and twenty-three pitches and only threw a combined fifty-six strikes. That is an incredible stat. You can didn't you go to Friday or you go to Saturday, Sunday, ten strikeouts to two walks on Saturday. 12 strikeouts to five walks on Sunday. Strikes to the pitches thrown, 138 pitches total on Saturday, 89 strikes. 169 pitches thrown, nice. On uh, Sunday, 102 strikes. Just just so much better. Just so much better. And Well, and then the question becomes now, it, and it may, it, I mean, it makes you a little nervous, is this a Scott Foxall thing? that these guys have been in the system for so long. Is, is it something to do with his development? Is it the player? I don't know. I mean, so far, almost every single newcomer that comes out on the field – You had a great stat done. here. You had a great stat you tweeted out. Yeah, I mean, it's – the freshmen have have been really, really good. Yeah. And then the other newcomers have been solid as well. And Tyler Davis struggled in the first couple of games. I thought he was really good on Sunday. Yeah, two and that's innings. a that's a guy. Go ahead. Two innings pitched, one hit, couple strikeouts. He did have a walk, but he threw yeah. sixteen out of twenty eight uh, strikes. Well, he came in the ball game with a with a really big lead, mm-hmm. and just came in there and, and pounded the zone. That's what mm-hmm. you got to do. And Will Gibbs, for the most part, did that too. So we're seeing these guys that that haven't played before for Mississippi State come in and. For the most part, all of them have been effective. And then you're seeing these guys like Cade Smith, Casey Hunt, and Parker Stinnett that are, are struggling right now to find the strike zone. Yeah, And I don't know if it's it's a them thing or is it a Fox, a Foxhall thing. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard not to give him some credit for some of these newcomers because he has been working with these guys since the fall. So, I mean, it's not like he hasn't touched them at all. He's he's been with them doing something, so I. The good news for me is, you're starting to shrink the the issues on your pitching staff. We're starting to see an expanded group of players that can come in and be effective mm-hmm. over the last uh, four or five games. Mm-hmm. 
and we're starting to kind of pinpoint the biggest issues. And I'm not just calling players issues, but kind of what they're doing. Because I don't think you can give up on Casey Hunt or Cade Smith or even Parker Sinnett. I don't think you just give up on those guys. That was a very strange outing for Cade Smith. Mm-hmm. Something was wrong with him. I, I don't. Some people had mentioned that he was sick. Mm-hmm. That that could have been the case. That that was not. I, he's he's far better than that. Yeah. Um. That was just a weird performance, and he looked like but, out of sorts. On the other hand, that's now back to back really bad performances by Casey Hunt. Yeah. And and you know, at the at the very least. I think that you have to put him in better situations. Mm-hmm. Bringing him in the ball game, following a guy that can't throw strikes when yeah. you're down like eight to nothing or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I think that's a. I don't think that was the best judgment. I don't think that. I don't think that's a good spot for him. Um, let him come in there when you got a big lead or something, which he had. I mean, he had a big lead against VMI and could and struggled. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's too talented a pitcher to be struggling like that. Um, but I think we've seen way more. I thought this past weekend we saw way more good than bad from Mississippi State. Absolutely on the mound. So, what do you do with this Tuesday game against Southern Miss? Neither Bradley Lofton nor Drangelo Sanjay had to play this weekend, uh, so they didn't get to throw. You got to think one of them's going to start, and then maybe the other one will play a piece next weekend. I, I agree that they're not going to give up on Kate Smith, but. Fans would like to see that. I think fans are ready just to go ahead and move with with Sinjay in the starting lineup. Let Einstein have another start and let uh, and let Gartman continue to do well on Sundays. But I don't know how it's going to play out. Who do you, who do you see getting the start here against USM? Um, I'm thinking Bradley Lofton, mm-hmm. and I think either Lofton or, or Sanja will be good for that midweek game. So I think both of those guys. Last year in that game, State struggled to throw strikes, mm-hmm. um, and they struggled to hit Southern Miss. They need to come in and have a good start. You, you need to have this doesn't need to be a bullpen game. This is an important game, I think, to get your confidence. You're playing a, a team that I think by the end of the year this will be a really good RPI win for Mississippi State. This is a Southern Miss team that struggled this past weekend, but. Dropped Should two be. three to Illinois and dropped a two or three in surprising fashion. Been one yeah. thing Southern lost a bunch of four three games. They were they gave up double digit runs in every game. Should have been swept. Yeah, really should have been. But you got you have a big weekend coming up against three Power Five schools. I feel like you need to win this game and win two in Frisco to really feel good about yourself. Yeah. You win this ball game. You're you're eight and four after the weekend if you're able to win this ball game and win two, and then you start to to try to pick up some steam for the next couple weeks before you start SEC play. Because I think this team needs to build some momentum. Last year they kind of struggled a little bit in non conference play too, and they never were able to just just pack just stack wins. Yes, uh, and this is the first time that they've that they won back to back games uh, early on this season. Of course, they hadn't lost back-to-back either. It's kind of strange. They'd win the game and lose a game. Yeah. But big game in the midweek. Last year, it was it was a real struggle for Mississippi State in this game. Mm-hmm. They need a good start. They need a good start. And, um, they played and poorly they both games in Pearl last year. They did. They, they did. They played really Went poorly. Went back to the, to the Governor's Cup as well. 
Um, yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see how, how the pitching. Also, Aaron Nixon didn't get an inning this weekend, which I was I was kind of surprised with. But you know, maybe they just feel you know they'll they'll throw him in a bullpen or or whatever. Maybe he'll get to pitch against. Southern. It was just an odd. Uh, He's never had a chance. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could have brought him in, but I, I feel like, you know, they, they kind of have two closers right now with Nate Dome and They and have to get both those Aaron guys Nixon. opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, good wins for Mississippi State. Let's, you know, I'm not, I'm going to hold off on any of their back, their fine talk, but I will say that that was an impressive uh, couple of wins after how bad Friday went to bounce back and play. I think playing error free baseball, by the way. Might be the biggest thing in all this. Obviously, it's you want to throw strikes and you want to compete and you want to you want to hit the baseball when, when you have men on base. But state has been so bad defensively to have back to back games where they, they made all the routine plays. I made a couple of great plays as well. Colton Ledbetter uh, robbing a home run on uh, on Saturday. That that was probably the most pleasing thing to Lamonas overall. Yeah, and I'm I'm tired of hearing that Mississippi State doesn't have talent. They, they haven't evaluated the talent well, or uh, you know, Chris Lamonis won with the Canizero and Cohen recruits, and now that they're gone, they're they're going to struggle. This mm-hmm. team is talented. This team is really talented. Mm-hmm. They got players from the transfer portal. They got players in the freshman class, JUCO class, that can win a lot of games in the SEC. It's to me, it's not a talent issue. Um, it's it's one of those things where I feel like this team didn't handle winning well last year mm-hmm. they they struggled to bounce back from that national championship game and now i think they have in the back of their mind some of these guys that you know it's all it's happening again this team needs success they need good things to happen they need some big plays on defense slate offer made some really good plays at third base this week after struggling a little bit in the first few games. He made some big plays. Lane Forsyth made some really good plays. Mm-hmm. Hunter um, Hines, so, uh, uh, Hunter Hines was better. He was better in the field for sure. And then he also yeah. raised his batting average about 100 points this weekend. Yeah, hit a monster. Hit a home run. Um, but, yeah, this team just needs to have some success. They need to get some confidence about them. And when that happens, I really feel like they can start winning some games because they have the talent to do it. I agree. All right, and, I, and and two before before we leave, yeah, we got to give a shout out to the softball team, man. Yeah, they had a great weekend for sure. What five and zero in the uh, the five and zero, and and this team looks different. They look to me, they look better than they did last year. That super regional team, mm-hmm. they've won some big games, man. They they went to to Clearwater and played some really good Power Five competition. They Got lost a to wins. a couple of they lost to a couple of top twenty five teams there by one run each. Mm-hmm. Their their RPI we talked about their RPI is going to be really good. They're eleven and four right now. They won those five straight games. You got a chance to build some momentum for a couple of weeks yeah. here going into a matchup with an, with one of the best programs in college softball at Oklahoma. home. Yeah, if you yeah. could somehow steal a win in that, you would almost. Be assured of hosting, assuming you you know you don't blow it in SEC play. So yeah, really good start uh, for softball as well. Plenty to talk about this week on Thunder and Lightning. Obviously, tomorrow's show will preview Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Mississippi State Southern Miss. Uh, we will have uh, the rumblings, but the rumblings will have a lot of future Brian as well. Plus, the the SEC women's tournament is about to start. Uh, MSU, the fifth seed uh, in the SEC women's tournament, uh, they are all but locked into an NCAA tournament berth. So Sam Purcell in his first year has got done a good job of bringing that program back. Uh, we'll talk about, are you headed over there for that? No, I'm not going this year. Okay. I just you know are you going I, to Jackson? I can't make it. Uh, I, I will be. 
I will be in uh, Pearl for I got I got to cover a uh, high school basketball game early that morning on Tuesday, but I will be and heading to Pearl for the Southern Miss. Yeah, great, great. All right, so we'll have a lot. We'll have plenty to talk about this week, and a lot of actual sports and a lot of it meaningful uh, here. Yeah, on- and and real quick, the women five seed in the tournament. They're playing the winner of Kentucky. I mean A and M and Vanderbilt. I keep saying Kentucky. A&M and Vanderbilt in in the uh, Thursday game. If they right. win that, they'll play Ole Miss on Friday. Uh, but this team is firmly in the tournament. I have no doubts that they're going to get in. Right now, they're they're not in a great spot as the nine seed projected by Charlie Cream. But just getting in the tournament is the is the goal this year. Not only getting in, but you're not in a play in game. You're just you're in. That's right. That's, that's a great job by Purcell in in year one. So. Yes. All right, guys. Talk to you again tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk you Mississippi. You call somebody. Talk Mississippi Media Production.